Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Skull King Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude. I am your host. We've also got with us Mr. CJ Krause. How's it going, CJ? Going well, man. Uh, you having a great weekend after a great holiday and ready to talk about the next week, even though we're still somehow in the middle of this week. Yeah, we, yeah we're, we're halfway through the week. Uh, a little over halfway through the week because we still have one more game on Wednesday night. Uh, we played last Thursday. Yes, correct. So, basically, the Steelers got an extra bye week. In yeah. So, lucky them. Um. So yeah, I hope uh, I hope everyone's uh, had a good Thanksgiving weekend. Um, did some good uh, Black Friday shopping, maybe even some Cyber Monday shopping. Again, make sure to check out the uh, ads we have on the website for Doctor Squatch and for. Uh, for uh for on it and they're on their uh their various supplements i think they had like a 35 percent off sale or something going on right now oh yeah i definitely picked some stuff up from them i was like <laughs> let's go <laughs> cyber monday is my jam so yeah so uh make sure you hit the make sure you guys hit those up uh uh if you can um save yourself a little money uh get yourself some things maybe buy some for some friends so get some holiday shopping out of the way uh, we're going to go over a little bit of the news. Some big news came out today um, that we will go over. We'll talk kind of the fantasy implications of what's going on with the once last Thursday game, now this Wednesday game, uh, as well as our, uh, our waiver wire picks for the week. So uh, before we get started again, I do want to throw a little shout out to Dr. Squatch. They have been a, a fantastic partner for us. I absolutely like it. I talk about them all the time. I love their products. I talk about them not just here on the podcast, but also to friends and family. I love their products. Um, One of the things I actually learned is that from their products is that the soap that you normally use is actually technically considered, uh, was it synthetic detergent? So any of the body washes, anything you use like that, synthetic detergent. Basically, it's dish soap is, is what it is. Um, but you're not a dish. Your skin is not a dish. Uh, so again, make sure to check out uh, the all-natural, handcrafted, cold-processed soaps from Dr. Squatch. They also have uh, shampoo, conditioner, uh, shaving products. They just came out with a new deodorant line uh, that actually the deodorant line actually has matching soaps to go with it. So you can make sure that you're you know you're staying uh, uh, in scent all day so again uh, make sure to check out dr squatch when you go 
They have a pick-your-own bundle where you can pick a whole bunch of stuff. The more you pick, the more you save. And on top of all that, you can still use our promo code of SKS20 to get 20% off your order. So you end up saving like 50% if you buy enough stuff. So uh, make sure to check them out. Again, use the promo code SKS20 to get at least 20% off of your orders of $20 or more. Uh, and uh, check them out. So... With that, why don't we go ahead and hop into today's headlines. Today's headlines. All right. So the first thing we're going to start off with is the fact that we are not through this week yet. Um, in terms of uh, picking up play or in terms of games. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a quick uh, readover of the uh, email that I got. And I'm sure anyone who plays on Yahoo Fantasy or any platform uh, got. So I'm going to read over this. Uh, Hi, Fantasy Managers. Uh, as you may know, COVID has impacted the NFL schedule again this week. We are sending you this update so that you can adjust your lineups based on the latest information from the NFL. Here's what you need to know right now. The Ravens and Steelers game has been moved to Wednesday, December 2nd, still remaining in Week 12. So it's still going to be a Week 12 game, still count towards this week's points. If played, stats will be applied to Week 12 matchups. However, the game may not count towards Week 12 if it is canceled or postponed to another date. Which means if the game does not play Wednesday, you may not get those points from those players. So which I'm, I'm in one league kind of hoping because I have uh, a 19-point lead with 21 points projected for Juju, between Juju Smith-Schuster and Justin Tucker from my opponent. So uh, here's how we will proceed with transaction waiver processing and other weekly items following the completion of Week 12. So waivers, players that would have cleared waivers on Thursday morning will now be processed on Friday morning. This will give you time to make roster changes in the new week before waivers are processed. Trades. If your league uses a voting period for trades, pending trades will not be processed until Friday morning. With no Thursday game in Week 13, stat corrections for Week 12 may be applied up until Sunday morning. So, I know that we talked about this a little bit beforehand. <clears throat> I did not have any Baltimore Ravens or Steelers in any of my lineups. I took them out because I was not sure this game was going to be played. So. Yeah, I did. I did primarily the same thing. And any of my, a couple of my leagues did some things where you could like declare an alternate off your bench, like ahead of time. And if an owner, or if a commissioner wanted to do that, I definitely declared a couple of them. But in leagues that didn't have that option or didn't, or they didn't choose to have that option, I totally sat all of my Steelers, all of my um, Ravens for that reason because you can't just take the risk of somebody not playing. That's the biggest thing there. So yeah. zero points is zero points. Yeah, well, luck, uh, one thing that is nice with, like, when we submit rankings to Fantasy Pros, we're scored on our rankings. What's nice about the way they have that set up is rank them whether they're going to play or not, whether you think they're going to play or not. And if COVID is the thing that shuts them down, they're not going to count against you. So that is nice there. Yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to actually handle the J.K. Dobbins and Ingram situation because they were already ruled out, and then they're able to be ruled back in, because I didn't have them in mind. So let's see what I took them out that. of mind, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. guess I'm gonna guess that they're that those players may just be taken off the board. I mean, that would, that would make it fair, but we'll see what happens with that. That's kind of an RN kind of thing. A big thing you want to keep an eye on is next week's schedule as well. As you noted on, there's no Thursday night game this week. Correct. We also have a Tuesday night game on the 8th yes. coming up. 
because they're moving some games around there because we're having such a late game potentially with the Steelers and Ravens. Um, they're moving the Ravens game versus the Cowboys to Tuesday. And we have a double header on Monday between Washington and the Steelers early on in the day. Yeah. So a few things moving around there as well for your lineup setting principles and kind of like decisions on um, whatever comes up with that. So I want to kind of bring that up now that we have the time. Sweet. All right. So to stick with that game, as you talked about, the Ravens running backs, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram will be eligible for Wednesday's game against the Steelers. Um, there, uh, there was at their 10 day isolation period, uh, after a positive COVID-19 test will be over, uh, Baltimore still will be down a dozen players, including quarterback Lamar Jackson. Cause his, after his positive test, I think he's only gonna be like eight days. Yeah. Eight it's, it's not in time for him to play. Cause I think he clears on Friday cause he wouldn't have been able to play on Thursday originally either. If I remember correctly. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, he is not eligible to play, even though a couple other players are, it just depends on when the test is, what other tests happen after it and things like that. Um, so if you have JK Dobbins and you were considering, I would, I mean, I still think only he's a great star, but he's probably better than you're playing Gus, Gus Edwards. So I would agree. All right. Giants are bracing for Daniel Jones to miss time. I mean, that's going to help them not turn over the ball as much i would think uh it looks it like they're though? probably gonna <laughs> they're probably gonna be going to colt mccoy um okay, see is it though <laughs> well i think with colt mccoy i don't think he is as i don't think is he is as much of a gunslinger i think he's going to be more uh a lot more um conservative with passing um I think that the one thing that's still a fear, though, is with that Giants offensive line is how many times is he going to get hit and fumble? Yeah. I mean, he's going to be a game manager 100% of these games. We're not going to see any boom plays. There's zero fantasy impact besides pulling down. Pulling the, down, um, like, Slayton and, yeah. And Ingram and Shepard and Golden Tate, if he's still alive. Things like that. Just, like, bringing them down to the basement of where they should be. So they're definitely droppable players. And I, I love Slayton as a talent. I love Shepard as a talent when he's in the slot, but um, Colt McCoy is just not going to have the volume to give them anything. So that's something to monitor because this is going to be at least, I'd probably say three, four weeks for that kind of hamstring injury, like yeah. minimum. Yep. Uh, Test confirmed that it's just a sprained ankle for Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. He has a chance to play this week, depending on how he feels. So good news uh, and kind of what they expected after his day was cut short with 10 touches and a fumble uh in that god awful game against Atlanta. Yeah, something to monitor him as well though, coming off the ankle injury. They are playing the Jets. So you could see a game where he gets pulled pretty early and it's a Devontae Booker game because yep. they're trying to nurse that ankle. So that's something um if they're ahead, I would not bank on him like a normal game to grind the clock down. I could see definitely Devontae Booker being have some flex appeal if you're kind of a team that has a lot of um let's say Bucks or um, Panthers, someone to kind of aim for is like an upside potential, yeah. even even if Jacobs does play. Because an ankle injury like that, especially with the team, the way that they're playing, what they want for him long-term, they'd be more prone to use him a lot less. All right, Bruce Arians came out and said that Ronald Jones needs to have 20 touches a game. Then why do they keep putting in Leonard Fournette? See, this is just, Arians is like the coach speak of coach speak all the time. 
Um, he was saying that he's like he's, he feels or something like I'm paraphrasing, but like physically ill if Evans doesn't get ten targets a game, and the next game he has three targets. Yep. So so it's like you can't trust anything he says in terms of that. Um, and still, anytime with Arians, he's been more lenient over the past few weeks. That if you miss like drop a pass or fumble the ball, he's been a little more lenient with Rojo. But I still like someone that worries me um, for the long term. But he is a decent um, candidate to keep playing just because his matchups going into the fantasy playoffs are really good. So not someone I'd be even consider dropping, but I wouldn't be like over the moon excited after hearing that news. No. Uh, Packers are adding speedy wide receiver veteran Tavon Austin. Uh, I don't see him getting a whole lot of time, to be completely honest. Honestly, this is like not relevant. But um, no, Tavon Austin's been bouncing around the league for a while, um, being a gadgety player. Um, That's kind of all he is. He's good for like one or two jet sweeps or some kind of gadget play or like run down the field really fast and hope you catch it. Yeah. I don't think that's really affecting anybody. It hurts MBS like one percent maybe maybe um <laughs> i don't see this having much relevance i think it's just a death piece maybe like a um, a ty montgomery kind of like player style yeah like that, it's, so. it just it, for me it was more of an interesting signing just i wouldn't expected yeah. him to have gone to the packers i mean i think there are other teams that are a little more wide receiver needy i mean packers have been trying to get a wide receiver they were trying to trade for wolf fuller at the deadline they've been wanting to add somebody to spark i mean they don't really need it but it's like they're being smart adding depth especially with what's going on around the league with teams like we've been talking about the ravens um it's not it can't hurt to have more depth yep speaking of will fuller here we go to the big news of the day will fuller has been suspended six games for violating the nfl's performance enhancing substance policy so we're going to bring up he actually made the announcement himself today uh on his instagram profile uh saying earlier this year i sought treatment from a medical professional who prescribed medication that he believed to be permitted under the nfl's drug policy as it turns out my trust in this professional was misplaced because this medication was not a permitted substance under the nfl policy on performance enhancing substances as a result of this mistake, I have been suspended for six games for taking the, this prohibited medication. I want to sincerely apologize to the Texans organization and all of my fans for this mistake. I'm looking forward to putting all this behind me and returning better than ever in 2021. Thank you, Will. Obviously, the biggest, I mean, the biggest comment on all of this has been, well, of course he was taking PEDs. He stayed healthy all year. Um... Do but, you I mean, think? Do you think Fuller has played his last snap for the Texans? I believe so. I think he has. Um, I think, that especially like I said, they wanted to, they were shopping with the deadline, especially when a player gets that much publicity to where the media knows he's being shopped. It's kind of a telling that they're not going to resign a player there. Um, and he was playing for the contract the rest of the season. If they base it off last game, great, pay the man, but. I don't think he, the um, Texans want to be going that route right now. Um, the, the kind of contract Will Fuller is going to demand. Something to monitor with the six games. There is only five games left in the season. Yeah, he misses week one of next of next season. Yeah, so that's going to affect um, wherever he signs next year, and it's going to affect fantasy drafts for next season as well. So it's something to kind of um, monitor with that. But no, Phil has been great, but I don't think he plays for the Texans next year unless he takes a hometown discount, which I don't see him doing. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not seeing it either. So it'll definitely be interesting to see where where he goes. If he, I mean, I'm guessing he probably goes somewhere where he's going to be the number one. Yeah, he, I think he, he's going to try to at least. There's yeah. a lot of good wide receivers um, in free agency. Something that kind of affect this year is that this spikes um, Brandon Cooks. Yes, it does. They just released Kenny Stills. Yep. Um, they have Kiki Kuti still, but um, he can and Randall Cobb. He can be healthy for four snaps a game. I think Cobb's on IR, if I remember correctly. Did, oh, yeah, that's right. Cobb went to IR for, uh, I, I want to say, was it an ankle? I don't remember. I, still, I remember I, remember. I just went to IR. Yep. A, a relevant IR for the most part until, like, this happens. But this is, like, where, like, the Jordan Aikens, the Darren yep. Bells, like, those guys are going to see more targets with this, and they're just going to be feeding Cooks. And maybe Duke Johnson actually runs some slot routes. Um, so it's going to be a different offense for sure. Because I always like to talk about Deshaun Watson. His check down is a 40-yard bomb to Fuller. Correct. And he can't do that anymore. <laughs> All right. So that is it for our news and notes. We are now going to move into our waiver wire madness section. Waiver wire madness. All right. And again, the way we handle our waiver wires is we... Um, are basically given a list of players that are have a um, a rostered percentage of under 50% across uh, a consensus of ESPN and Yahoo leagues. So there are times that our list is going to be incomplete. You may be like, hey, in my league, it you know this says that on Yahoo, this person is only rostered in like 48% of leagues, but that's not on our list. Well, that's Again, this has to do with both ESPN and Yahoo combined. So, starting it off with the quarterbacks, I don't like any of these quarterbacks. I mean, I like one above all the rest, and that's all, that. That's a contingency on if the other quarterback is injured or not. Yeah, and I'm guessing you're thinking Ryan Fitzpatrick against Cincinnati. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Fitz magic, baby. Or Fitz, tra- or Fitz tragic. It kind of depends on which one comes out. You know, I think versus Cincinnati, it's going to be Fitz magic. That defense um, can't really stop anybody. So he's my number one pick. He's on the waivers. I mean, I picked him up in a couple leagues. That I'm streaming quarterbacks. I'm going to ride him through another week as long as Tua is still dealing with that um, injury, especially like a thumb injury. I think he's dealing with. So it's something I assume they're going to focus on longevity, and the team's still pursuing some a playoff push to an extent. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I definitely Fitzmagic is like Fitzpatrick is definitely my number one quarterback target. And someone you definitely can't shame. He scored 19 points this past week going up against Cincinnati, who allows one of the highest fantasy points to quarterback. So that's definitely Yeah, they, uh well they well, okay. Over on the season, they're right in the middle of the pack. I don't have their their rolling five up okay, from Harris. You're good. But um, that's still definitely one I'm targeting the most. I mean, they're at plus five point five. Yeah. And the and the rolling five weeks, so they've gotten worse as the season goes on. And plus eight point two to wide receivers, so you know Fitzmagic. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think the one thing the one thing that really you know seeing with, that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the starter that boosted Devontae uh, Parker in my so rankings. So much. So much. Yeah, um, I boosted him in the. I, I he became the, relevant uh, again. Yeah, I, I had him as a top fifteen wide receiver going in this week. Um, he did, he did a good week. So I'm pretty happy with that ranking there, but I think just the, he targets Devonte Parker so much. He throws the ball so much more than what they allow. I finished the 13th. I did really good there. Um, 
so much more than Tua. Oh, they let Tua have that because I think he just he just doesn't care. And that's what I want in a quarterback is just to not care for fantasy at least. <laughs> <laughs> just keep throwing it, man. Just all yeah. right. Um, let's see here. And you had him at thirteen. Did I? No, I sorry, Kraus. Where did you? Where did you have? I look it up. I got it. I had him at twenty-two. You had him at six. Did I? Nice. I was really high on him. Yeah, you were really high on him. <laughs> I just believe in Fitzmagic. That's, um, <laughs> it's what I do. Okay. All right. Moving on to the moving on to the running backs. There is not a whole lot here to want to look at. Um, I mean, the the top guys on the list here just that they gave us off the bat, Adrian Peterson, again, going up against Chicago. That's I mean, even if if everyone else in front of him is dead, going up against Chicago, that's not it's just not a good matchup. Brian Hill, even if Gurley's out again, going up against New Orleans, that's a bad matchup. Um, Alexander Madison going up against Jacksonville. That's a good matchup. Dalvin Cook is not expected to miss any time. So he's most likely back this next week. Um, Cam Akers against Arizona. You can't trust any of the L.A. running backs. You don't know who is going to be the guy going week to week. It's it's like turning into a New England style of, of running back room. Yeah, 100% there. I mean, he's, again, a tentative ad if you have the bench space. And this time of year, you should have the bench space unless you're a team that's rostered with a bunch of um, Tampa Bay or Carolina players that are on by this next week. So he's someone you kind of watch. His usage has been going up. Um, I may, I post a tweet every time Cam Akers does anything about, like, the Undertaker waking up, Cam Akers truthers come to life every time Cam Akers does anything. And I'm not a Cam Akers truther. I like him, but I don't think he's, like, that great. I think he's just a guy – um, comparatively in that offense my number one again is Devonte booker yep going up against the jets with an ankle injury to um josh jacobs potentially holding them back the jets are um one of the wor- one of the better teams in points allowed over the last five weeks but i think it's mostly because everyone's been throwing on them and booker does catch the ball in the backfield yeah so that's someone i'd be for and i think it becomes like a grounded pound like gruden will run the ball the second they get a lead they do not want to put the ball in Derek Carr's hands. I mean, and I don't blame them by the way he's played. So, yeah, um, that's someone I could even see again. If you have a flex spot, you're not sure who to play, and there's nothing on the wire, that's someone I'd be aiming for. All right. Well, that's it for our running backs because, again, like I said, there's not a whole lot there. Uh, I mean, maybe a, maybe a Jordan Wilkins. It kind of depends on – I don't know. I mean, again, again, if, you're, if we're going maybes, there's maybe a Royce Freeman if they need a quarterback, or if there <laughs> is um, this injury to Philip Lindsay's more than we think. Yeah, things like that. But like, like, like we said, there, there's nothing really out there as far as running backs go. If we're throwing maybes out there. <laughs> All right, moving to wide receiver. Um. Who who do you have as as one of your favorites for this week? Um, Brashad Perriman. I think he's probably my of this list that we have available to us. He's probably my top guy out of it. Um, going up against Las Vegas, I keep coming back to this game. Perriman has been the deep ball guy. He's gotten I think, believe over seventy yards 
every game over the past few weeks, even with Flacco or Darnold. So I think he's the one I would be aiming for. And that Las Vegas team is about middle of the pack against wide receivers, and he just needs one. And if you're all times you're picking a guy off the wire this late in the year, you're looking for one. So he'd probably be my top guy. Yeah, I mean, other guys that we see on here, uh, you mentioned Kiki Kuti, if he can stay healthy for more than snaps. four snaps. It's four. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I haven't seen any updates on um, on DJ Chark. Yeah. Colin Johnson this last did week. really good with it, the snaps he got. And that's someone, like, to kind of bring it to Dynasty really quick, I think he is one of the best Dynasty buys. I know we talk reach outs a lot, but yeah. Colin Johnson you can get for, like, a third or some kind of throw-in in a deal. And I think he takes over a lot next season because a lot of guys like Cole and Conley are going to be not on the team next year. Well, yeah. So, one, you've got LaVisca Chenault that's kind of been an up-and-down roller coaster ride all this year as well. So, I mean, a lot, this time of year, these are guys I would want to speculate at early season. At this point, I'm either trying to get into the playoffs or I'm adding players to the playoffs. Um, and I just need this week's stuff. The other one I would say is maybe Hunter Renfro because of volume. Yeah. But I don't trust Derek Carr. Um, and he's like a full PPR kind of guy to aim for. Yeah. It, I mean, half PPR, he's not even going to be all that great. He is, it's got to be a full PPR type of guy to get yeah. to go after Hunter Renfro. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the ones I'd be aiming for. Is I think Perriman's the top uh, for that one big play. And then I'd probably say Renfro if you're in a full PPR. And then if you're desperate, desperate, T.Y. Helton. But I still don't trust him at all. But just because Houston's the matchup. Yeah, it's yeah, that's that's matchup based only. So, yeah. All right. Last but not least, we're moving to tight ends. Um, I mean Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Are you back for twelve? In red zone targets. So if he's targeting the red zone, he catches it. They've got to get to the red zone. Um. I can't become the president again because I already served my term, but um, I'm still pushing for him, still supporting Logan Thomas as a streamable tight end because, as we've seen, tight ends are terrible unless your name is Travis Kelsey. No matter who you are, even Darren Waller yep. isn't doing great week to week. So you're aim- you're looking at matchups, you're looking for touchdowns. Um, so of players you can pick up, he is probably my top guy on that list and for some reason he's always available so he's always at like go to jordan reed's not a bad pickup because the matchup isn't terrible versus um buffalo but you never know how long he's gonna play for and then play a matchup again trey burton those are the three i'd be looking at yeah trey burton was the one that i was gonna throw in there as a, as a if you know based on the matchup and and honestly how much how many targets he's been getting uh you know six targets let me see if i can pull up his uh nope games there we go uh just targets on the year he's had one game less than four targets all season the games he's played because he missed part of the season he missed the first three games since then so we from yeah. week four on he's played every single week and only had one week where he's only had three only had three targets so yeah no he's definitely one of the players i'd be aiming for i'm looking at something really fast because i want to be yeah he's got five five touchdowns on the season um, you know, just looking at just since their bye week in week seven, uh, three catch, you know, three catches for nine yards and a touchdown. Um, week nine, four targets, a catch for six yards. Week ten, three for twenty-four. 
Weeks 11, two for 25 and a touchdown. Week 12, again against Tennessee, three for 42 and a touchdown. So, you want to hear my Trey Burton stat? I just I wanted to look up which one. He has one less um, five zone or inside the five rush attempt than Jonathan Taylor. So they're rushing him inside the five. Yep. As much as Jonathan Taylor. So again, they're running him on those those end around sweeps with the tight end. Yeah. So he's the one that they use in the red zone. So again, they get to the red zone, and against Houston, they can. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, he's definitely one to pick up. I just wanted to like be correct on that stat before I brought it. I knew it was close. That's great. All right. Well, that is it for our waiver wire show. Anything else from you, CJ? Um, good luck in the finish for week twelve, and uh, looking forward to week thirteen if it ever gets here. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Well, I hope the I hope this uh, show helps you guys out. I hope you're able to find the waiver wire pickups you guys need for your uh, matchups for week thirteen once we ever get there. Um. Again, I, I hope you guys all had a, a great Thanksgiving. I hope you guys are uh, all looking forward to uh, an end to 2020 as we are getting ever closer. Now that uh, you know this is going live uh, December 1st, the last month of 2020. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're in the fourth quarter. Let's hope we're playing the Falcons. That's... <laughs> Uh, it's not, I mean, we're like last five minutes of the fourth quarter, actually. Yeah. So, so we guys, yeah, we're good. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, again, this has been the Skulking Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Scullard and for CJ, uh, again, we hope you guys have a good rest of the week and we'll talk to you later. Hey, Skulking Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skulking Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.